0: Hey, looky here! It's me, Scott, the DM for Arcosaur D&D. I know you want to listen to our adventuring shenanigans, but I want to let you know about our dice game, Sea Bounty. Sea Maiden's Bounty is a set of three dice games where you bet pirate treasure, playing until there's only one left with all the coin. You can play Sea Maiden's Eyes, making bets and risking not to bust out. Sea Maiden's Bounty is a poker-style game that is played with dice instead of cards. Then there's Sea Maiden's Bones, where players make bets to see who rolls the highest out of three rolls. The great thing is, this game is already out. I mean, seriously, right now, you can go online, look it up, it's already there. And you can check it out at arkasorttt.com and buy a copy today. Now, let's get back to the game. Hey, this is Scott, co-founder of Arkasaur Tabletop and DM of the Arkasaur D&D Podcast. I'm just wanting to take a minute to let you know that our website, arcasortt.com is up and running, and we also have opened a merch store that can be accessed through our website. We have shirts, buddies, tumblers, and all sorts of stuff, including an adventurer's pack. I love the adventurer's pack. Please be sure to drop by and check it out for yourself. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This podcast may contain material not suitable for all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Because it is an estate. It is huge.
1: Okay. So do we end up burying the corpses?
0: Oh, yes. Um...
1: They started stinking a little too much.
0: Yeah, um, on them they had a variety of of weaponry. Um, vast majority of it broken during the combat. Go on ahead yeah. And check on what they had. Um, Going ahead and give me like over the intervening like two or three days that you've had these corpses, um, you'd have been able to. Check um through their stuff pretty thoroughly. Uh, going uh, we would have me...
1: stripped them of their gear. Yeah, uh,
0: then... going ahead and give me a um investigation check.
1: alrighty righty.
2: Probably with advantage because helping.
0: Yeah. Come
1: on, actually do something. Okay, it, it's not clicking.
0: Hmm. Alright. Oh, well. <laughs> it is suddenly is like three investigation uh- checks from Slayer. I'll just take this last okay. one. Twenty one. Um on them you find a grand total of twenty gold. You know, in various denominations, but it adds up to twenty gold. Um they also you also find um, on the four corpses that you had with you, um, two scimitars. <sighs> okay. Um, two scimitars, one light crossbow, and one heavy crossbow. Nice.
1: I am going to keep that light crossbow.
0: All right. Let me go on ahead and add that to your to your oh. character sheet and then Um, we're just
1: gonna keep the rest of the gear all of their armor and busted bits of gear yeah we can just sell all that they're just gonna be all bundled up in the against the buckboard of the cart and just prove that we were attacked by bandits to the little lordling but they left us a cart as compensation
2: Yes. Uh I would I would assume that uh uh Mithril would probably take a scimitar, because if she only has a short bow and a dagger, a scimitar would be better than the dagger. The dagger could be stealthily thrown though. So
0: um, she would she, keep it she, but She yeah. looks at the scimitars and just kinda goes Nah love. I'm not interested in that.
1: Well, Alright. We'll see if the lordling will give us a additional reward for taking out some bandits. Because yeah. as far as with i the twenty see, that's all
2: they were. Question, with the 21, does she find like, I don't know, business card for the name of the douchebag who wanted oh, to yeah, some capture identifying me?
1: Identifying documentation. No. Oh,
0: Okay. Um, just five sets of
1: leather armor that's damaged.
0: Um, they're actually so badly damaged that it wouldn't even be be worth keeping. Um, Mm. just basically, as I said, in like random denominations, you find uh, approximately twenty gold. Okay. Um. You can split that up however you want. That way, that's why I said varying denominations. You can either split <laughs> it, you know, five. I think five.
1: we'll split it evenly between me and Mithril.
0: Yeah. Um. So,
1: what?
2: Yeah. So, so Mithril and Solaric and both have ten.
1: Okay. Yeah. Just, just say it's gold since that's the easy way to do it.
2: zilthar like he understands the purpose of money but he just does not care for it
1: All right, he just and, doesn't um, want to have it on his person
0: with uh sil- that too. with silver with, with silver um is gold in uh is five per gold
1: no that's electrum
0: okay so it's
1: silver is 10 per gold 10 per gold If there were
2: any shiny gemstones or rocks or pearls or something like that on them, he would definitely take those.
0: Oh no. There was there was no gems whatsoever.
2: Yeah. Um Anyway, so uh Precious stones and such uh he would collect. Inner dragon hoarding.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep, So um Who's gonna the shiny... carry the uh, the two scimitars and the heavy? Uh, for now the cart. Okay. Um, just make note somewhere. All right.
1: That you have. I will add that to the notes.
0: <sighs> so I'm gonna go on ahead. finish Um, and then keep her there we go so were
1: were those uh, damaged leather armor what about them was it just like basic leather armor or was was it
0: basic leather armor but it was damaged beyond repair Right. Like it just be scraps of leather. That's it.
1: Five sets of.
2: I realized I was muted. Um, scraps of leather are sort of useful because you can like. Use it as leather binding for weapons or something, but in this case, I think Zilthar will just sit in the back, chew on a piece of leather, as you know. He just lays there and lets them
0: drive. Yeah, uh, it tastes yeah, kind and of. Irony, said two scimitars. Like, after a couple days, it starts tasting kind of gross. Unless you Mostly like taking them all off of the
1: sol- I,
2: He obviously took them off the bodies.
1: Yes, we we stripped the leather <sighs> off the body the leather armor off the bodies along with all of their gear before we buried them. They just had their small clothes.
0: Okay. Um so um is your first night before or is your last night before heading in to uh this place? <laughs> um what what like <sighs> You know you guys have to sleep at some point.
1: Yes. We're, we're just going to uh, use the cart as our sleeping place.
2: Ziltar will not sleep in the cart. Uh, He will find a nice patch of dirt and sort of uh, mold earth to dig like a little burrow for himself, and then he'll just lay down there and sleep.
0: Yeah. Um, With Mithril, she sleeps underneath the cart.
1: Okay. Well, Solaire puts her bedroll in in the top of on the top of the
0: cart. Okay. Since um, it
1: hasn't been raining, so
0: yeah, at least not yet. Um. So, who's taking first watch?
2: Since Elthar he- is outside, I guess he will.
0: Okay. So, oh, go on since ahead he's away your... from the cart, yeah. Go on ahead and give me your perception check for that. Twelve. Well, um, as you're sitting there and you're watching stuff, you see this weird light that just pops up and goes away, and you see another, and you see two at the same time, and you see four, and you see one, and you're just kind of watching these small dancing lights that are just kind of floating by.
2: He is very curious and will slowly inch forward to go see what they
0: are. Well, you you slowly inch forward, and these little lights don't uh, give off, you know, it doesn't give off much light. It's a small yellow. Um, And as you move forward, you see a whole bunch of them, like all at once, just start scattering in different directions. Um, But a few of them stay fluttering in front of you and it's just basically a little light up for a moment and then go dark and light up for a little moment and go dark and there's about four of them. He
2: just watches them. Okay. And nothing else on his mind.
0: Yep. Yeah. After a little while you start realizing that um these little lights are the butts of some kind of insect.
2: Ooh.
0: And you're like how do their butts glow?
2: <laughs> I mean... He's seen an anglerfish. He knows those glow. Yeah. But they got a little dangly thing. Yeah. Why are the butts glow? Yeah. And so so um... he will return to his burrow and ponder this until he passes out. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, so... You're not going to wake anybody up?
2: He'll wake up somebody and... Uh, Probably Solaire.
1: Okay. Because he can reach her. Yeah. Because Mithril's probably tucked up against one
0: of the wagon wheels. And so, um, what do you say to Solaire, if anything?
2: Solaire, your turn for watch. My brain hurts. Why? Suck bugs with glowing butts don't know oh. what it means
0: or how it work solar you know exactly what these are
1: those are fireflies they're um the flashes indicate what particular species they are <laughs> and um it's sort of like a mating call but you know quiet Do they they taste
2: attract- like fire
1: uh no, I've heard they taste like um terrible, but that's to like human and elven palates. I don't know how they would taste to you. I am not going to. I'm gonna
2: go. I'm gonna go lay down and ponder this. Okay. And he just goes back into the hole.
1: <laughs> you do that.
2: <laughs> I like to think at this point he's just can he's He walks on all fours. A lot. So, yeah, yeah he, he goes to bed.
0: Okay. <laughs> Second watch, uh, Soler, you can go on ahead and, uh, make that perception check yourself. Or, yeah, that perception check. Thirteen. So... So just, that would be
1: my passive, which is sixteen.
0: Yeah, so just, just one better. Um, you do see the same lights, um... A little bit more scattered than uh, than he was describing them. Um, there seems to be a good few fireflies around, but you don't see any movement. You don't see any um, drastic changes in uh, any of the surrounding area. It's all just a nice calm. The sound of the ocean is uh, lulling you into a sense of peace because you, are, you have the ocean to your right, ocean to your left, and it's crashing along the... Um, Not shoreline, but you're actually, where this area is, you're, it's Uh, elevated. It's cliffs. So it's cliffs, so it's crashing into the cliffs, and it's a rather, rather um, beautiful sound. And other than a few crickets chirping, nothing really happens.
1: Alright, so I'll just um, check on the horse and make sure it hasn't made too big of a mess around its hindquarters?
0: Oh, she hasn't. Or it hasn't. Uh, you have not checked if it's male or female. And you naming it well, Daisy. Well, as I do. You, you name it uh, Daisy. I said she, and I'm like, no, wait. You didn't ask what it was, and I, it could be male. Yeah, well, when,
1: when I'm checking for mess around its hindquarters, I'm also checking gender.
0: Okay. I'm going to go on ahead and do this. You realize it has a dangly bit. So instead of Daisy,
2: it is Duke. <laughs>
1: hey, um, hmm. yeah, no, he still looks like a Daisy.
0: Um, it he say, looks like see, a gelding. Yeah, when when I when I said you see a dangly bit, um, it decided at that point in time to relieve itself, um, not out the back but out the front.
1: Yeah, relieved its bladder.
0: Yeah. And um you can tell it's a boy.
1: Yeah. I I just do a quick lift of its tail to see if it's um that it, if it's a gelding. It is. Yeah. So he's still a daisy cuz <laughs> he's like a soft sort of palomino color. Mhm. Yeah, he's still daisy.
0: Okay. Um
1: uh and- so I'm going to uh, wake uh, Mithril and let her know I'm going to move the cart a little because the horse just relieved himself and I don't want him to be standing in his own mud.
0: Yeah. Um. She agrees and she moves out of the way and goes, well, I guess it's time for me to do my watch.
1: Yeah, let me just get, finish mo- moving the horse and then I'll... I'll and then. I'm gonna go to bed. Yep. Or back to sleep.
0: Um. You move the rather oddly named male horse Daisy. <laughs> um, over to an uh, another spot. Nice um, dry
1: patch with some grays.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, you climb, and into climb the back, back of the into
1: cart the cart and, and yep. roll up in
0: my bedroll. Roll up in your bedroll. Um. Mithril takes and sits on the edge of the cart. And let's see. And it is a perception. Perception. Ooh. Rolled a fifteen that equals fourteen.
1: <laughs> uh, what what Smith rolls passive. Just out of curiosity. Nine. Okay. So. So fourteen it is.
0: Um, she's she just sits on the. On the one of the railings of the cart in such a way that she gets a full 360 degree view and doesn't disturb you during your sleep and um, just passively watches everything until dawn. That's pretty much it.
1: And then I suppose she wakes me and then trots over to Zillithar to wake him. Yep. So we can all break our fast.
0: Yes. Blimey. Blimey bugs.
1: Yeah, those were fireflies. Remember?
2: Bugs are fire.
0: They're not fire, but they do make good <clears throat> sleeping lights if you catch them in a jar.
1: Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta poke holes in the lid. True. And release them every other night. <laughs> Otherwise, they just die.
2: Deep sea lights. They remind me of the deep sea lights.
0: She like pats you on the thigh because it's all that she can reach.
1: Right then. Uh, well, I say we just eat some journey rations and just head for the castle. We should reach it before midday.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a plan. So you all you all eat, um, and you make the eight hour journey to the front of this very large, um, I wouldn't say immense, but uh, very large, um, estate house. State house. Um, the only way to describe it is you see this square patch at the top of the, uh, this little peninsula. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. That is how many across? Uh, yeah, I'd say close to that. Um, it's huge. Like, it should be big enough to to hold a a small village, and yet it's just one giant walled-in house okay. with with a lake out in the front. With a lake out in front of it.
1: Well, large pond anyway.
0: It's a lake. It's about a mile across. It's a lake.
1: <laughs> if we can see all of the shores, it's a pond.
0: Okay. It has to be
1: at least two miles to qualify as a lake, even if you can see all the shores.
0: Okay. So. And it's it's big, um, or it's huge. It has a you know crenellated structure. Um, the walls are made out of a um, gray, like a mottled gray stone. has two you no know, has uh, two very large, um, look like uh, either rosewood or oak doors that are iron bound. And it has a drawbridge on it. So, you know, classic castle look for a wall. And then on the inside you see, on the inside past where the courtyards are, which you haven't gotten in to see the courtyards, but you can guess that there's courtyards there is this giant villa, you know, several stories tall has towers and parapets, and you can see what look like guards uh, standing atop them.
1: Uh, I just stand from the cart and say, uh, hail, we have a delivery.
0: Um, It takes a few moments. And a a man comes down to the gate, um, comes through a small door in the gate, and um, <clears throat> shouts over, "What are you delivering?" A sword. Are the order from Clothian? We've we've got a missive saying that it would be on its way in. No it would be on its way. Um, so hold on. And he like takes and turns turns around, shouts something. You can't really hear it from your location. Um quite make
1: it out clearly enough.
0: Yeah. Back into the into the hole or not into the hole, back into the into the door. And then you see the giant um or the very large drawbridge start to be, start being lowered with a whole bunch of clanking and clacking and the sound of gears rubbing against each other until finally it comes to rest right in front of where you're standing.
1: Well, I'm standing on the cart, so it comes to rest a few feet <laughs> from the horse.
0: Yeah, but still, we're, you all are at a standstill waiting for it to open.
1: Yeah, so... I just uh, sit back down and lightly tap the reins to get the horse moving again across okay. the drawbridge.
2: Uh, before going across the drawbridge, Zilothar would have gotten off the cart just so they would know he is there. Still, you know, in his semi-disguised getup.
0: Yeah. And they, they do see you. It's, it's <sighs> not really hard to because you're big. Oh, yeah you could have but just l- been
1: sitting on the cart and they would have seen you main reason
2: is I don't want them to be surprised when you know surprise eight foot tall draconic boy pops out the back of the cart yeah
0: so um you do you do notice that um while they were getting everything lowered and whatnot that uh just a moment Um, that uh, Mithril is trying to find a way to hide or disguise herself.
2: Um, I a I offer aid by you know letting her hop into. T- no way that that would be a bad idea. Well, make you look um, older, I. <laughs>
1: No you, you, what you do? is I will take willing a piece I will, cell will cloth that was on my uh, backpack and just drape it over <clears throat> her while she tucks herself in the corner by the buckboard
2: yeah i'll I'll do that to Aider, and I'll just make it look like I'm tossing like a bag in the
0: back okay that's a lot better twenty five
1: <clears throat> yeah, so she's tucked up against my backpack and with the bit of cell cloth covering her.
0: Okay.
2: And I got the box with the sword in it in hand. Let us enter.
0: Alright. Heading into the Yeah. Um heading into the manor. Um, You do enter the courtyard, and the courtyard is massive. Um, To the left and the right are uh, gardens with various different uh, exotic flowers that some of them seem to be imported from very strange places that you've never seen before. Um, Even in all of your time of traveling, Solaire, some of these flowers are strange and alien to you. Some of them even move on their own. Um, and you can actually see that one of the one of the sets of vines in a corner is wrapped around something, but you can't see what it's wrapped around, but they seem to pulse and they are a very dark shade of red. Um,
1: hey, that's creepy, so I'm gonna say stay away from that.
0: but uh the... I cast
2: I cast fireball. <laughs> I
1: can't.
2: <laughs> I have to make the joke. Okay, okay.
0: Cast Fireball. No, uh, okay, so joking <laughs> aside, because that would be a bad idea.
2: I can't even cast Fireball. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <anymore. laughs> Not yet.
0: I'm a barbarian. I cast Punch. Um, so, um, okay, moving on. Moving on. I
2: cast big.
0: Joking. <laughs> <laughs> so look, look, looking around at at your surroundings it's, it, it is actually a gorgeous display of plant life it's only the ones that seem to be on the very far edges in what looks like the most more exotic garden areas that seem to have plants that are like that that are weird and strange and pulsating and whatnot um yeah but you're you're let in through through the courtyard um, around a very large uh, fountain structure that is just, you know, springing up this very clean, very pure looking water. Um, and you also notice that the water is being captured in, in a basin that is um, that has piping going away from it um, often and you know, often a direction looks like it's going in towards the house. Or towards the manor. Um,
1: That's neat.
0: As you're as you're heading through through that way, you're guided by a couple guards over to the left hand side of the of the building, which is actually away from the dangerous portion of the garden, if you want to consider it that. And the there's a stable on that side or stable yard on that side with a, pa- with a paddock for your horse to move around. And there's about six other horses in that paddock just kind of grazing and moving around and being horses. And um, you also notice that the there's a section of wall that's built out to where the horses can go in and out and graze on a grassy area that's outside the walls but it seems to have two large doors that seem to be closed at night or during some sort of siege, if there was to be a siege. <clears throat> um, and uh, you're essentially led to where you can stop the cart, park the cart, and um, a... Able hand comes to unhitch the cart. Yeah. Um, As the sable hand comes and unhitches the cart, you have this older looking gentleman uh, wearing nicely tailored clothes, uh, balding on top of the head, but has that ring of hair around the sides. Yeah. um, With a rather nicely groomed mustache, but the rest of his face is shaven. And he comes up and says, yes, the master has been awaiting this delivery. And uh according to the missive that was sent to us via via Raven, it would have ta- no it would have been a few a few more days yet. How did you make such good time?
1: Uh we were attacked by bandits on the road and they had this cart. Ah, so
0: he looks at the cart and goes, uh, I see. What
1: yeah.
2: Well, yeah, not too much fortune for... for... Fortunate for us, not really them. Well, pick bandits. the wrong people to raid. Well, yeah,
1: they are... pick the wrong
0: people to ambush. As, as far as I'm concerned, <sighs> bandits are subhuman. So, fortunate for you, not fortunate for them, but fortunate for everybody involved because they are no longer in this world.
1: So, yeah.
0: I bet you are all tired and famished from the road.
2: A bit. Uh, Zilothar will just nod. He's going to basically keep talking, um, as little as possible since his comments so bad. Also, Solaire is, is seems more like the more diplomatic. Should I say?
1: Face of the party. Yeah. So, well, considering our party is consists of three and one is currently hiding yeah. against my backpack, so
0: um, unless it's intimidating,
2: then then I got
1: that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So my master would almost insist that you at least spend the night before your journey out. We will provide you food, and we do have quarters that are prepared for anybody that is sending messages or, or letters. All
1: right. <clears throat> uh, we do have one other member of our party, but she feared her reception.
0: Oh, well, why would that be? I mean, we accept all in in our halls.
1: Um, Mithril... Are you sure
0: about that? I'm sorry, when you said that, the first thing that popped into my head was John Cena. Are
1: you sure about that? Uh, Cena! I'm sure oh my gosh, be able to get a proper bath
0: well, it depends on what is this other other individual, and he starts looking around just trying to see if he can find her
1: uh she is a a small goblin.
0: Well, there are civilized goblins that are hither and thither. Not many on this island, but uh, as long as she keeps to herself and doesn't try to steal anything or attack our horses or break any of our rules, we will have no issue. We actually do have a few servants that are are her kind.
1: She... I'd be interested in talking to them. Then again, she may not.
2: Zothar will just turn and go retriever.
1: Just walk over and start shifting yeah. the piece of canvas. Yep.
2: He he will speak in Draconic to her. Hey, Mithril. The you don't need a hide. They say you're allowed. Really? Yes. They don't
0: it, try to kill me on sight. That's all I, I care about. Because I know I can't go into any town without
2: getting attacked. Um, they said like a couple of goblins even work here. So really, well, yeah. She, she, uh, she, she uh just, just you know, um, just undaring. do the normal thing. Uh, just do the normal thing. Don't break things. Don't steal. What don't stab anyone. Common thief. I'm just relaying what they said. I know you're not.
0: Yep. She she takes and... and uh, Mine is stands, the sheep thing. Yeah, stands up, dusts herself off, and uh, jumps out <laughs> of the back of the cart. And starts heading towards where Soler and this gentleman are standing. I,
2: I will mention to her, if she needs a place to hide, just hide behind me in my cloak where I tuck it in my tail. <clears> hmm. <throat> she can just jump in there and hide.
1: Ride right on your skit, Ride right on your back by holding onto your your scale plates.
2: Yeah. Actually, she's a small creature, so she can technically ride me as a mount and she can like just shoot arrows off my back as I just grow even bigger and just go on a rampage punching people. That would be a fun yeah, um, that would be a fun combo it, it's like um it's like that one unique monster where it's like um
1: mobile turret,
2: yeah, it's like um, uh in Lord of the Rings where they got the towers mounted on the big elephants. It'd be like that, but Godzilla,
1: yeah, okay. so she walks over to to me and the dude, yes. A- actually, just as she starts to, I ask um, uh, Zolothar to just grab my backpack.
2: Lay he'll he'll me. grab it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he goes, "Well, um, as I said, I have we have guest rooms ready. Um, in case you are in need of anything, my name is Ellis. I am the head of staff here, and um, if you just." give a ring we do have bells in the house at various points and one of our um one of our staff will be more than willing to assist you and right. if you ever need my personal service there is a pull cord in the living room a pull cord in the master's chambers which you will not be allowed to go to
1: and of um, not.
0: a pull cord in the kitchens you will and that alerts me directly. And I will be there post haste.
1: Alright. Um I suppose we'll meet with your master now.
0: Yes. Present um, do you Blade. have the
1: package? Yes, Zilothar's holding it.
2: Yeah, he, he just, just mean, holds the Yeah, he just holds the big box.
1: <clears throat> yeah, well Solaire just shrugs her backpack on. To he one goes, shoulder.
0: Yeah, he, he goes, that is excellent. Um, Come with me. And he takes you into the <clears throat> Into the manor, um, not through a side door, but takes you around a small walkway for the front. And he starts describing, this garden is made up of indigenous plant life from three different islands. Um, uh, my favorite ones are those uh, purple upside-down bell-shaped ones. They make such a beautiful smell. <laughs> Um, over on this side, we have um, some plants that have been transplanted from <laughs> the underdock, um, though they have been cultivated to uh, agree with sunlight, except for those in that dark corner over there, especially the blood root. Um, you might want to stay away from that.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a bit creepy, and it looks like there's something in it.
0: Yes, we feed it a hog every three days.
1: Eh.
2: Okay. Uh- Can Zilothar, just looking at all these exotic plants, like, do any of them look like they possibly came from uh, the island he calls home that he has no idea where it is?
0: Um, Does he recognize any of them? Yeah. The most that you recognize is uh, there is a copse of stone. That is in the underdark section that has these like iridescent, glowing, um, um, iridescently glowing, kind of greenish glowing, with uh, greenish with like hints of purple, um, moss that are covering these rocks, and you do recognize them. <laughs> Outside of that. Nothing else catched your attention other than um the side that has all the exotic plants from various islands um is just overwhelming sense like
1: It's kind of cloying
0: it's kind of cloying
2: yeah uh could I attempt just like a history check just from memory
1: to see if you can identify yeah. what the uh kebabs <laughs> called the gluing walls
0: yeah, sure. Uh, Going ahead and give me a history check.
1: All
2: right. That would be a flat fourteen. Flat
0: fourteen. Hold on, just a moment. I have to go and because I just I just don't remember the name. Um, it is. It is what is known as a violet fungus.
2: Um, He'll point to the violet fungus and ask, where is that found?
0: Oh, it was uh, cultivated from the underdog. Um, there is actually an entrance on the other side of this island.
2: Can it be found on other islands?
0: Oh, yes. Anywhere that there is access to the Underdock, but um, the vast majority of it is flooded. Hmm. Okay. Um, so he, he leads you <clears throat> around to the manor doors, and uh, two guards open these, giant, these huge doors into the manor, and you are taken by this breathtaking view of tiled floor, spotless tiled floor um, wall hangings tapestries a uh, few portraits of uh, several, several different families on. that look similar um, lining the walls in front of you is a grand staircase that goes up and then splits in a Y to the upper floor um, red uh, velvet carpet no, not red carpet, but red trimmed velvet carpet going up both sides, um, and uh, up the stairs itself. <clears throat> um, to the left is a, is a beautiful, um, wooden door, um, that is currently closed. Um, and on the right of the staircase is an open, is an open door and it seems to ha- be on a, um, swivel hinge system so it can be open inward and outward. And a very, very nice smell is coming from that way. Um, To the right and to the left are uh, two more doors that are currently closed. And upstairs you can't really make out too much detail because there's like um, hangings and whatnot kind of obscuring the view. Okay.
1: We're gonna keep following Ellis to wherever he's taking us.
0: Um, Ellis brings you to the the middle of this chamber and goes, "Okay, if you wait here, I will go and uh, fetch the master, and I will return post haste." He, you know, takes and walks up the stairs and goes up the landing on the right hand side and disappears from view.
2: As Zilothar kind of waits, he just kind of looks around. Like,
1: he doesn't really
2: feel, like, it is impressive, but he's not, like, in total awe of it. Probably just because it's not his taste in, like, what he would deem, you know, fancy and epic. But, um, (sighs) he'll just kind of, like, tap his, you know, kind of clawed feet on the tile, you know, just, like seeing what sound it would make.
0: Um the two guards at the door just kind of look at you funny, like, what are you doing? <laughs> not not really a, in a in a threatening manner, just kind of odd.
1: I, I just look back at him and go <clears throat> I think he's just ta- testing sound effects versus his claws.
0: One of them kind of just you know, still with a straight line for a mouth just kind of nods goes back to watching all of you um yeah Mithril... Solaire
1: just drifts over to one towards one of the walls and just leans against
0: it yeah M- Mithril starts looking around going wow this is some nice digs Zilthar will
2: nice just nice. at this point sit on the floor
0: um right as you're sitting on the floor um you hear running g- coming down the stairs and a young man. It, a young man um, seems to be about in his uh, early to mid twenties. Um. Come, comes flying down the stairs and goes, uh, where, is, right it? where around is it? Where, is, where is my sword, Where is lawyer. my masterpiece? Uh,
1: it, it's it's right here.
2: Zilothar will now get up again and just, you know, have the box in hand.
1: Hold the box out to the kid.
2: Yeah.
0: Just typing in something real quick. Just give me a moment. Mm hmm. <clears throat> okay. Um, you hand him the, the box and he's just like, oh, yes. He's just so excited. Like It's not a thing of he's being creepy. He's <laughs> just super duper excited. And he looks up at you and goes, well, aren't you going to open it? Zilthar Zilthar?
2: Zilthar Zilthar shrugs and then proceeds to open the box.
0: Okay, with Zillithar, it's not that hard. With uh, any other person, they would have had yeah, to yeah. use some sort of tool to pry to open the box. But with yeah, Zilithar, just, he just claws in the seam and, it, and just, just pull, pull up, and it just <coughs> pops open. And, and it is a very, very beautiful, ornamented, jeweled hilt. You you saw what it looked like pre put together. Um, yeah. you saw the different components. But with it together, it looks gorgeous. And you didn't even see that a scabbard was made for it that is very simple, but very elegant. Um, It looks like it was made out of uh, a type of uh, either rosewood or ironwood. Very pretty with uh, gold inlay uh, around the edges. And uh, all in all, it is a beautiful Craft, uh, beautiful craft piece. it is gorgeous. And he takes it and takes it out and just shows this high amount of reverence to it and then draws it and doesn't swing it at you just draws it and just kind of gives a couple test swings and starts muttering it has very good balance and it's very well made and, and he looks at the blade and goes this isn't his mock though.
2: That's mine
0: yours looks you up and down uh you know not like a person eyeing a piece of meat but looks you up and down because you're dressed rather simply um he goes well (coughs) maybe you can make something of yourself one day and he takes and puts it away and goes i feel complete now (coughs) okay um thank you all um you can stay here as long as you need um just please don't stay too long. I might have other guests over and and he gestures actually what's funny, he gestures at Lysair and goes and yourself. Solaire or sorry, uh Solaire and yourself uh Z- yeah, I think it's right. Um and yourself Zolathar, and goes Um You do look kind of garish. And he he doesn't even mention Mithril.
2: Uh, a point about making something of myself—I can beat about six men to death with my bare hands. So, if you can do something about that, then well, you know something equivalent to that. Then, uh, then I, but I'd say I think I've made myself pretty damn good.
0: Well, then that's interesting information that I probably didn't need to know. Um, so.
1: I think he meant with the blacksmithing Zilathar.
0: So, um My I, bad. I am Master what was it? I am Master Delenthal Estrol. Um I this is my manna. Um it was my father's and his father's before him and so on. And um hopefully soon I can fill it with the pitapat of my own, you know, children's little feet. So um if the the two of you would like to uh stay in any in one of our guest rooms uh, or two of our guest rooms that would be more than advisable.
1: Yeah. I I think we'll stay here for a day or two but probably at the most just to fully recover from the bandits that ambushed us.
0: Yes um and if you have any further further need um Ellis will be here to assist you and at that point in time by he says by the time he says that um Ellis has finally got, got back down, finally the gotten down to the bottom of the stairs he's not an elderly man that moves slow he's just very patient in his steps and um the master it, it, of the and... house ran halfway across the house to get to you guys
1: yeah, he was excited.
0: And Ellis wasn't about to run after him.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And so um he turns around and retreats back upstairs to his study. Um, Not running this time, but just like looking at the blade. No, looking at the sword uh, in the scabbard. But looking at the sword as he's heading upstairs in just awe and fascination. And Ellis comes up and says, well, boys will be boys. So... Would you like to see your rooms? They come with private baths. Um, yes. Uh,
2: yeah, that'll work.
0: Right. Um, come with me, and you no, know, the three of you come with me. And uh, he leads all three of you, um, not upstairs, but through the door on the left, right? Okay. <clears throat> um, down a down a short hall, or no, down a long hall um you have to the right of you you see like several doors on your right and just a wall to your left um and he is taking you down the no as he's taking you down the hall you have you know tapestries hangings um some more pictures but this time depicting you know different scenes of like farmlands and um fish swimming in the ocean just works of art and mm-hmm. uh leads you to the almost to the back of, of the entire uh, building, and says, okay, um, we have nine guest rooms, and you can choose whichever ones you feel is right for you. There's nobody here. Uh,
2: right. uh, when he's finished talking, um, Zothar would immediately just uh, ask which room has the biggest bath.
0: Um, they all have, uh, all of them have, equivalent size baths.
2: Um, he ducks into a room and just checks out the size of the bath. He doesn't really take notice of anything else.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> when you walk in, it's uh, you have when you walk in. I know you said you didn't take notice of anything else, but I, I have to describe it. Um, yeah. her head into the doorway. There is a large four-poster bed on the right. Um, a set of shelves on the left for, you know, putting whatever you want there. Um a chest of drawers, um that is also you can put like clothes and stuff in there. A footlocker at the end of the bed. Um or a footlocker chest at the end of the bed that has towels in it. And um beyond that is a curtain. And beyond the curtain you know, c- beyond the curtain is obscured.
2: Uh I pull back the curtain?
0: Um, When you pull back the curtain, you see a giant walk-in tub. Just basically like it's a small pool built into the floor. About eight foot by eight foot cubed. Okay. And about four feet deep. Uh, Not cube. Rectangle. Well, yeah, rectangle, but yeah. It's a eight foot wide by eight foot, eight foot long by four feet
1: four deep. foot deep, uh, and I'm guessing that there's a seven by seven shelf about two feet down.
0: Yes.
2: Zothar's not gonna lie; he is slightly impressed. A tub that. This is probably the best-looking bed he's probably seen in a while. (laughs) Um, But there was mentioned of a "quote unquote" lake nearby.
0: Yes, that was outside. You actually passed that.
1: Yeah, we passed the lake
0: on our way in.
2: He's gonna tell uh, the butler, dude. Are we allowed to go down down to the lake?
0: Um, Yes, at any time that you wish.
2: (laughs) All right. And uh, he'll tell both Solera and Mithril, if you need me, I'll be down there. And he just leaves. (laughs) He just leaves? Okay. Yeah, he's going to go sleep in the lake. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, uh, he did seem to have a bit of an obsession with water, so
0: So are are you going to if be, anyone w- Are you going to be staying in the lake for the entirety of this time or are you going to
1: <sighs> He's going to be in the lake while he's sleeping.
0: <sighs> yeah. Basically he, for the next 2 days,
2: uh he will be going back and forth from the house to the lake where he will probably spend a majority of his time just either swimming if there's any fish in there, he'll probably try and catch a few to eat.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a because. so.
2: Yeah, so, he'd probably eat a few fish, just hang out at the bottom of the lake for a while. Okay. Because it's been so long since he's been able to just fully submerge himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, head. yeah, it, it's not the sea, but this is the best <laughs> he's going to get for right now. Unless he jumped off the cliff, but he's yeah, not stupid. It's
0: not advisable. Um, so, unless you're a monk, yeah. So, um, Soler, <coughs> he he um, gestures to the other rooms and says, "Which one will you be occupying?"
1: Is there one with a view of the ocean?
0: Oh, yes. It's actually no. It's actually next to the one that um, he just went. Went into and came out of. All
1: right, I, I think I'll take that one.
0: All right, he takes, takes FY- you over. Uh-huh.
2: What? FYI, he did not tell anyone that he was going to be sleeping in the lake.
0: Yeah, that's why. That's yeah. why. Um, Ellis is assuming that you're sleeping in there. Not in the lake, but in the room.
1: The room you gotcha. went into.
0: Yeah. Um. So, so later you go in, you go into the room and it's laid out the exact same way. Just Just with
1: like another window.
0: Yep. Um, and there was also, the thing was, is you had, uh, a couple windows that were, um, no, you had a couple windows that were facing towards the ocean. Um, one of them was where the bed close to where the bed is. And the other one is close to where the, uh, the chest of drawers is mm-hmm. but then you know when you go across the room and open the uh, the curtain for the for the bath area that there mm-hmm. is a large window the only thing that Xelathar was concerned about was how big his tub um, but there is actually a large like bay window that is overlooking the cliff nice
1: and I'll just look back at Mithril and see um if you want to we could share. I mean, bed's big enough for probably all three of us.
0: Well, and none of us would touch. I was planning on that on asking that cuz I don't feel like staying in a room this size by myself.
1: All right. So Mithril and I'll share this room then.
0: That would be lovely, madam. Well, if you need anything, there's a pull cord there. Um, no, there there is a pull cord there and a bell that is right next to the bed. And um, right. if you ever need anything, just let us know. He walks out of the room. Right.
1: I say we get cleaned up very thoroughly.
0: Um, by the time you say, I say we get cleaned up very thoroughly and you turn back around. Mithril's already, like, almost completely out of all of her clothes. Like, just there's a tremor. And, and are, are
1: already. The door barely shuts and she's already divesting.
0: Yeah. The door barely shuts and she's almost already nude. It seems that she was stripping. She was stripping down everything while he was still standing there.
1: It's like, okay. Uh, yeah Slers just going to pick up Mithril's things and hang them up
0: um you actually get over to the uh
1: and then yeah yeah um, i'm just going to pick up her outer gear and just sort of hang it up oh yeah, where wherever
0: um so mithril wa- walks into the uh into the tub which has no water in it currently um and goes, so, um, how do I do this? Because I'm just used to just jumping in a river.
1: Oh, uh, let's see.
2: Um, and that's see why that. Zilothars at the lake. Yeah.
0: Um, You do see that there is a, kind of like a faucet tap. Um, but it doesn't have, like, a hot or cold setting. It just has literally a pull handle. You just pull it and water comes out.
1: Alright, so I just walk over to it and start pulling it. Okay. Um, and then I start looking for bath products.
0: Yeah. Um, as you pull on the on that lever, <sighs> um, the water that comes out of it is tepid at best. Um, it feels cold on your skin. And mm. uh it does not seem to be getting warmer. It just comes out.
1: Hmm. Bell. this might be a bit of a problem
0: you have a bell and you have a pole string
1: yeah uh I throw a talent at mithril and tell her just wrap up with the hat for a moment while I find something out okay and I go over and pull on the, the on the bell pole
0: okay um Within moments, Ellis is back at the door. Yes, ma'am, how can I help you?
1: Uh, does the water heat up or not?
0: Oh, um, the water doesn't heat, but we do have a system in place that can heat the tub. So it does heat the water. Um, I can get that arranged for you. All right. Soon as possible. Thanks. Right. And he, you know, turns around and walks off. And, you know, he's paid no mind to the fact that you're, you know, wrapped in a towel. Um, oh no, you...
1: Mithril's the one wrapped in a towel. I'm still dressed.
0: Okay, um, you turn back around Mithril's just kind of looking at the at the towel like, and how am I supposed what? Okay. She, she was just basically standing there nude. Not giving her breath. With, t-
1: with the towel just sort of hanging in front of her. Yeah.
2: Mithril could kind have of just joined Xilathar at the lake. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: She wanted warm water.
0: Um, oh yeah, when where's the fun in that? Into the, when Zilothar jumped into the, that that um, lake again, tepid water, cool against your scales.
2: Yeah, Zilithar proceeds to, uh, uh, you know, clean himself, uh, in the way he used to before being captured, where he just basically scrapes himself on all sides against the bottom of the bank, just letting, like, the sand, gravel, and rocks just, you know, scrub him. Yeah. Any fish that, like, come close, like cleaning fish, he'll just hold still and let them do their job.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, he just does
2: that. And just, like, so, stays underwater for quite a while.
1: So, you you shed your cloak at the edge of the bank and then just dove in? Yeah.
0: Yep. You know, scream along. um. Yeah, so. So, um. the red lighting. lighting. As the water starts to fill the basin, which actually takes a, a pretty good while. Um, yeah.
1: It starts getting... The, steam starts coming off.
0: The tub starts to get warm and the tub starts steaming um from what you can possibly assume is that they stoked a fireplace something like a fireplace underneath the tub itself
1: or the tub is ducted so that the hot air from a stoking fire
0: gets to it yes
1: kind of like a roman bath
0: yes um actually pretty much exactly like a Roman bath. Yeah. Um. So after the water hits about like three or four feet up.
1: About a foot um, above the little shelf.
0: Yeah. Um, I-,
1: I decided that about a foot above the shelf that way uh, Mithril could sit on the shelf and not risk drowning.
0: Yeah. Um. You both take a very relaxing bath. Um. There are various uh, different types of soap. Soaps and oils. Um, soaps and oils, and you just kind of have a girl's heyday of it.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I sniff a few of them and dump like half a bottle, half a bottle of a couple of them in, into the water.
0: Yep. And um, about two, two and a half hours later, by the time you get out, the water is gray.
1: Yeah. I haven't had a chance to get a really good bath I and mean, a few weeks.
0: yep and um, over on the on the left hand side of the or over on the side of the tub as you were entering, you do see that there is a lever there that just says flush on it.
1: Okay. Uh, I'd say now that we're nice and fully clean and thoroughly.
0: And Mithra pulls up her and pam- hands and goes, "And pruny."
1: Well, yeah, but that's what we get from staying in the water so long. Right. Your
0: hands she, can get.
1: She gets. Hands can get pruny from doing lots of stuff. Yeah. She not gets necessarily up. how we stay and, in the water.
0: And I'm I'm not trying to be like you know too adult or here or anything. All I'm going to say is she looks relatively flat-chested. So. Yeah. Um, but she she gets up walks out, picks up the towel, and goes, so what am I supposed to do with this?
1: You dry off with it. You rub it against your body and your hair.
0: Oh, I usually just shake, but okay. And she starts doing that.
1: Well, Solaire has already done that and wrapped the towel around her torso and is currently squishing her hair into another towel because braids.
0: Yes. Um. During that period of time, Zillithar, you have had just a grand old time. You actually got this nice big body of water to be in. It feels amazing. And there seem to be plenty of fish. You've caught and eaten about three or four.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I'll just kind of explore the bottom of, the, of this... Lake, uh, for a bit. Okay. See if there's, like, did anyone drop something down here, or, you know, just, you know, people lose stuff all the time.
0: Okay. Um, now we're going to go into a little bit of a, of a, between, between day and night, um, we're going to go into a, a bit of a, uh, time hop. So, what are your what are your overall plans uh, during your stay?
2: Um, Zilthar will pretty much spend 60% of his time at the lake Mm -hmm. Um, but he will like you know in the morning come up if you know around said breakfast time Mm -hmm.
1: just to get food that's not fish
2: yeah uh then probably return back to the lake to either just lay uh on the shore, uh just kinda run around, go swimming again. Although I'm kinda curious, like <laughs> the first night he doesn't come back, what does everyone think? Like he just vanished or something?
1: Do do the guards think something weird has happened?
0: Um they they just see him like periodically swimming in the lake so they're just thinking he's just probably some sort of weird dragonborn that loves water
1: yeah okay yeah
2: they don't notice the fact that he just goes under and doesn't come up for cool hiccups uh hours at a time
0: yeah that's the only that's the only odd thing that they think about are doing that um so Solaire, what are you doing during that period of time? Uh vast majority of the time uh, mithril is going to stick with you.
1: Uh just uh tending to gear and uh checking up on the horse.
0: Okay. Um you have uh Yeah, you
1: know, and just attending meals. Okay.
0: Um because I was about to say and, you have seeing uh... if I
1: can Talk mithril into letting me braid her
0: hair. <laughs> um Yes. What?
1: Uh I just said to Talk Mithril into if... braiding
0: her hair. And what did you yeah. say after that? I guess or yes. Yes. <laughs> um, she's not very she keeps it in a uh in a ponytail and she seems averse to having it braided, at least right now.
1: Okay. Um. But uh, one more
2: thing. Hmm? Uh, one more thing. During like the times he's not, you know, in the lake. <laughs> um, he'd probably just kind of wander around this place and just kind of just explore it a little.
0: Yeah, which would be fine.
2: Uh, if he ever runs into Master, I already forgot his name. Uh.
1: Master overly complicated
0: name. Master Estrel is the easiest way to remember it. E-S-T-R-A-L-L, Estrel. Okay.
2: Yeah, uh, if he ever runs into that guy, uh, he'd be willing to just talk to him.
0: Um, a lot of the times you don't really get to see Master Estrel. He very rarely goes out. Um, every now and then he'll go out and ride horses. Um, or speak with some of some of his oh. staff, but for the vast majority of the time he just basically ignores everybody.
1: He just stay, stays in his study.
0: Yeah. Um and uh while you're going about and doing stuff uh Solaire mm-hmm. um Mithril has spoken to, and she's told you about this. She's spoken to a few of the goblins that are on staff and said that they talked to her and said that they don't live in the best quarters, but they live in almost the exact same type of, uh, luxury that the rest of the staff do. They just have their own essentially like bunkhouse that they sleep in. Um, And they're treated very well, but aside from the rest of the staff, which are, you know, human or humanoid, like uh, Mm -hmm. half-elves, humans, um, a couple halflings, you name it, Um, and the guard staff, which is predominantly human, um, they are ignored by the master. It's almost like for him, they don't exist. And they even, you know, cook his food Sir? no. They, they cook his food they do a whole bunch of stuff for him but anytime that any of them are in his presence he doesn't even acknowledge their existence but they're treated very 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 well by um, the head of staff, Ellis
2: um.
1: <laughs> I, I just say that's better than some nobles I've heard about if he Uh, just ignores them then and his head of and his house Carl is the one who cares for them I'd say
0: that's fine as long as they're happy oh they seem to be they seem to be (laughs) rather happy yes
1: yeah because there, the, there are some nobles who, will, when they fly into a rage, they'll beat their staff. Yes. Regardless of species.
0: Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> um, the first day, uh, no incidents happen. Um, you get to ride some of the horses. Uh, you get to feed some of the horses, brush them down if you wanted to. Um, you get to tour the garden and the garden's just impressive in and of itself. Yeah. Um
1: getting one of the st- staff to explain to me what some of the plants are yes. and if any are medicinal.
0: Um there are a few that are, but they don't take them and use them mainly because they are imported in pretty in that area and they're very pretty. Um so um Scott uh one
2: thing real quick uh technically with rune knight I can switch out runes uh when I gain a new level mm-hmm. uh, hold on Uh, can I, uh, just, can we have it be, like, on a long rest? I can just switch the rune? Sure. Alright, I would like to switch out, uh, the fire rune for the stone rune again.
0: Okay, that should be
2: fine. Because, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just as something for Zothar to also be doing... Uh, is while at the bottom of the lake, he would probably find a nice, you know, stone that could just easily sit in the palm of his hand. That's mm-hmm. nice, round and flat, and then he'll probably get to work, you know, just trying to carve a new rune on it. Okay. But not the stone. But not the stone rune. This is going to be for when he levels up. <laughs>
0: Um, I think that's more than possible. Um so day is rather uneventful. Um you have really good food, good conversation. Um Mithril is allowed to dine at the table, that's fine, but as the Lord is eating, he's like conversing with you and conversing with uh with Ellis and conversing with uh Zilithar. But it's like every time that his gaze passes over Mithril it's like that it's just an empty chair with a plate of food in front of it
1: it's slowly disappearing
0: yeah it's for some reason he just doesn't acknowledge that she exists
2: <clears throat> um after the few after like the first few couple times that happens he will start to do the same thing to him
1: <laughs> oh so will start ignoring the end master
0: <laughs> yeah It doesn't seem to faze him in the least. Um, Still small payback. (laughs) So, um, at the end of the night, everybody, you know, bids each other goodnight. Um, Solaire, you go to sleep. Um, Mithril. I used
1: precipitation on mine and Mithril's gear.
0: Oh, no. While you guys were out and about and doing stuff, you come back and your gear's been cleaned and mended.
1: Oh no, I'm. I, I meant while we were. That. After our bath, I used uh, prestidigitation agitation on our gear, to clean it.
0: Yeah. Um. Um. Hmm? Before
2: heading out to the lake to go to sleep, mm-hmm. um, I would like to, uh, just get an insight check on this master, dude, because, uh. I don't know. Something about him just rubs me the wrong way.
1: Okay. The the fact that he keeps but, ignoring Mithril's existence.
2: Or the fact when I start ignoring him, it does not face him.
0: Yeah, you can do that.
2: What kind of man is this dude? Natural twenty.
0: Okay. Um so uh you know that he takes a bowel movement every two hours. Um, oh good luck. <laughs> <Lord. laughs> I right, know
1: no. frequent.
0: <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, no, four <laughs> to six
1: hours is considered I know, normal.
0: I know. I know. Um, no I'm kidding, but uh from what you can tell, he is rather aloof, but he doesn't seem to interact with those that he himself sees as a lesser species. So he's kind of an uh, kind of a jerk, but instead of being openly hostile, he's just ignorant.
1: He just ignores okay. those which he deems to he be, deems below be unworthy himself. of his attention, yes,
2: so a racist, but like passive r- passive racist, okay, yeah
0: um so. You all, to to yeah. um, you all bed down to go to sleep. But Ellis <sighs> is
1: a decent sort.
0: Yeah. You all bed down to go to sleep. And...
2: um, Someone cast Fireball.
1: <laughs> no. Xelothar.
2: Um, so I um, said someone, not me. <laughs> no, Xelothar,
0: you're, you're asleep in the lake. Because mm-hmm. you said you, would go, you were going to be.
1: Uh, and, Just
0: of note, I do... Like...
1: I doing an investigation I check when he's looking for stuff dropped in the lake
2: oh yeah I did ask to do that
0: like for what you said like if you can it... find a, a smooth stone I said that's easy enough to
2: find well not, the smooth, yeah, that... well, not just a smooth stone but before that I had asked can I just look around the bottom of the lake to see if like anyone lost anything, dropped it oh um
0: yeah sure most certainly try
1: so an investigation check
0: 18 flat 18? um you find uh 32 copper cool just kind of put those into your pouch in various places
1: yep in various shades um, of pink and green
2: yeah uh FY uh Zothar will specifically sleep um in the shallows mm-hmm. so like he can so he's like, he's underwater, but like, when he's laying down, he's kind of on his stomach and he and his head, like, faces upward.
1: So basically, huh. his nostrils are above water? Yeah.
2: No, he's fully submerged because he can breathe underwater. Okay. Eh. But, like, he can still look up out of the water and probably up towards the mansion. Okay. That's possible. Um, yeah. So, so that's how he rolls.
0: Uh, so select, do you find
1: anything besides the bits of copper?
0: No, just the bits of copper. It seems that some people use that as kind of a a wishing well type thing. When they visit this lordling, they will toss a copper into the into the pool. Okay. So, um, anywho, you're all oh you're also informed that the the um. Fountain that's at the front is actually built over a natural spring, and all the water that you have been enjoying has been coming from that natural spring.
1: Yeah, I figured oh. naturally aerated water
0: <clears throat> that
1: was that's being piped into the manse. Yep.
0: Um, so, uh, you and Mithril are asleep. Yep. In a nice, big, comfortable bed.
1: Yep. Two different parts of the bed and. In- N- n- even sprawled out, neither of us would be touching the other.
0: When you're woken up by a scream, uh, by a scream coming from the upper floor. The hell? <clears throat> uh, I, am you I? You can't hear it. You're at the lake. You're at the lake and underwater. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I. I. Uh. If Mithril hasn't woken up by, from that, I, I shake her awake and say, we need to get our gear and find out what the heck that was.
0: Um, You don't even shake her awake. She is already sprung out of bed. By the by, she sleeps nude. She has sprung out of the bed and grabbed two daggers and has started heading towards the door.
1: Uh, Grab your cloak at least.
0: She stops, rolls her eyes, grabs her cloak, throws it on.
2: The attempts for modesty.
1: Yes. At least attempt. Um, I, I I grab my my rapier.
0: Yep. And you fly down the hall. Um. You hear clambering people waking up people. <coughs> um. Yelling. You know what's happening. What's going on? Um. The guard. I just start... go.
1: I heard a scream upstairs.
0: Yep. Uh, the guards are have started pouring. Well, when I say pouring, there's like eight or nine of them. They're,
1: they're running from various points to the servants' quarters.
0: Yeah, um, that are and half dressed. Oh no, the, I'm talking about saved. ones that were standing outside.
1: Oh, they're they're running they're, inside. They're
0: running inside. Um, they run up the staircase and up the. Right I'm following. Side. You're following. Okay. Yeah, me um, and, run, I, I
1: think me and Mithril are going to follow.
0: Um, running behind them you no you finally get to a chamber at the end of the hall <laughs> there is uh a chamber at the end of uh, at the end of the east wing, and the door is open, and your way is blocked, but you hear sobbing from inside and you you hear some of the the guards going you know mother of god or mother of seven
1: i i start showing my way and see i i i I might be able to help
0: um as you're pushing your way through you get there and you see one of the maids (coughs) um which is actually one of his personal maids is sitting on the is sitting on her knees just uncontrollably sobbing as the Lordling, <clears throat> the master of House Astral, Delanthal Astral, has been run through by his own sword, pinning him to his desk chair oh, in front hell. of his fireplace. Well shit and that's where we're going to end the episode yeah, probably should have slept mystery. in
2: the ba- probably should have slept in the bathtub but whatever <laughs> <laughs> look oh. Zilthar s- saw saw Lake he's like I'm sleeping there tonight sleep there. look he misses home <laughs>
0: Hello, Scott here with Archasaur Tabletop. Thank you for listening to Arcasaur D&D, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Real Play Podcast. You can follow our content by going to arcasaurtt.com, that is A-R-C-A-S-A-U-R-T-T A-R-C-A-S-A-U-R-T-T.com and peruse our website for more content, games, and merch. Please give us a review and be sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe through your platform of choice you can listen to us on anchor fm breaker google podcast pocket cast radio public and spotify thank you for listening